Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Murphy Houston. And welcome in, Murphy Houston. It is Mile High Magazine. Glad you are here today. And we're excited and privileged to have Patricia Barella Rivera, Senior Fellow with Las Morenas Valientes. How did I do? Perfect. Thank you very much. I've been working on that. (laughs) And people are going, oh, great, you said it right, but what is it? Well, let me tell you what Las Mujeres Valientes means in English. It means the valiant women. I like it already. Good. Yeah. Good. Because I'm married to one. <laughs> Good. She's smart, and so are, well, you're smart. <laughs> well, I just you learn early on, you know. She's she's I'm the, I'm the crazy one, and she's the real one, the anchor, as Good. we say at my Good. house. Well, let's talk about LMV. Can we use that? Because I sure, see absolutely see that acronym a lot in our information. Correct. What is it? How did it start? And Patricia, you tell us. Well, uh, I would guess about a year and a half ago, two years ago, um, I was sitting in my living room, and all of a sudden I got this idea that I I um, really realized that as a Hispanic woman, that a lot of us, there's 600,000 Hispanic women in, this, in the state of Colorado. Really? Yes. I never would have guessed I, that. I, I learned that from Carlos Martinez, who's the executive director of the Latino Who well, um, I've had a chance to work with. He's foundation. a good, good guy. He's wonderful. Yeah. He's just fabulous. Anyway, um, and so I thought, why aren't we coming together? Why aren't we unified? How, why is it that we, we need to support each other more as women? Because we're pretty action-oriented. So what I did is I had this idea that why can't we uh, coalesce all of the Hispanic women in the state of Colorado in reference to, and I'm talking all ages. I was going to ask you that. All ages, X, Y, Z, you know, millennials, of course. And then what I call women of wisdom, women over 50. We're not calling ourselves older or aged (laughs) or seniors. We're calling ourselves women of wisdom because those words are so negative. Well, they are. To some extent. But after 50 years, you have a lot of wisdom. Exactly. And so um, I went to three other women. We sat around a kitchen table, uh, good friends of mine, and I, I, I says, I talked about the concept and they really liked it. They says, Patricia, it's going to be difficult. I says, no, it's not. We're going to do this the right way. So um, they liked the idea. Then we took the idea to Carlos Martinez, who's the executive director I mentioned earlier, and to Rachel Grego, who's the vice president of programs and initiatives for the foundation. Okay. I sat down with them and um, myself and a couple of other women, and we talked about this concept that I had. And I says, it's going to be for all ages. We want to bring all women together. And the goal basically is, is to empower our younger women and with the wisdom that the women over 50 have of how can we support you? Because we have learned the, the hard way. Okay. So not only per, and there's five areas we're talking about education, leadership, culture. Um, we're also talking about careers and and in terms of our our life skills and family. So there's five pillars that we're talking about of how we can bring each other together and talk about how to empower the entire group of Hispanic Latina women in the state. That's a big undertaking. It is. 
but it works. <laughs> that was, you've just read my mind. Yes. So explain how that works. Okay. I mean, was there so, any resistance from these younger Hispanic women going, hey, ladies, come on? No. There, we, well, you know, I didn't go, we didn't go into it thinking of the resistance or the negative. We went in with a very positive attitude. So the way we did this is that Rachel and I worked on a, a program uh, because it's very strategic. Okay. We didn't just come off top of our head. What we did is we put a plan together, okay. a strategic plan of how were we going to coalesce all these women in the state? Because it's like herding cats, and we know that. Sure. <laughs> so what we did is we had we said, all right, let's look at the whole state, and then let's look at the pockets where there are mainly Hispanic women. All okay. over the state. Sure. So what we did is we put out a um, an application process for fellows for women in various communities who knew their community well. Ah, I get it. They applied to become fellows because I'm the senior fellow. They applied to become fellows. We got all these applications from all over the state, and now we have five fellows, and they're in the area of Fort Morgan. We have a fellow in Fort Morgan, a fellow in Fort Collins, another one in Aurora, another one in um, at Adam. She's in Adams State. Okay. In Alamosa. Alamosa, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then we have a person in Denver. So you're talking. So they because they know their communities well. That's right. And so we reviewed the applications. We did a very professional um, search. Uh, looked at their applications. Uh, we sat down with. I mean, we talked to them and looked at their qualifications of how they could coalesce their communities. So then from there, what we did is we had a one-day or a half-day retreat, talked about the program, and um, gave them tools of how they needed to go out in their community. And they could. And what we asked them to do is they can create the event they want to create to bring these women together. Because they know their community. Exactly. Yeah. So we let them kind of really create that. And then what we do is we check in once a month with them on a phone call to see how they're doing and see what kind of support they need. Because I, I you would tell all of them when they were on the phone when we have our, our conference call, is I says, you know what, we're your safety net. You tell us where you're having problems, where there are issues, and let's see who we can work through to help you out okay. to make it successful. And and it's been happening. They did events. It was it's been amazing. And that's in what two years now. It's just kind of a taken year. off a it's year. A year. Wow. Because sometimes that could take a long time. It does. But because these women are so passionate, our fellows are so passionate for their own um, respective community. It works because, and particularly when you're talking, it's intergenerational. That's key, I think, isn't it? That's it. But isn't that the focus? Wouldn't it? It is the focus. Because you want to develop these young Hispanic women to know the ways. Exactly. And that's probably where these women of wisdom really come in handy. Exactly. And like I said, we're there. It's a, somewhat of a mentorship. It's really a networking. But it's because what the issue is, is that what, what do, and the reason I started it is I thought, why are they always on their cell phone? Why are they always texting? Why? I'm, I'm a baby boomer. I don't yeah. I don't do that. No. I don't get on Facebook. I don't do any of that. So I wanted to learn from them, you know, what is your what's your mindset about, you know, your ethics about work environment, about all those issues that younger people are dealing with and what can they learn from us? Exactly. So it's a two-way street. I want to learn from the younger generation and they need to learn from us. So it's very collaborative. 
I'm just curious here, Patricia, mm-hmm. uh, about the women of wisdom. And as they're talking to these uh, younger Latina women. Right. What are they asking you? What do they want to know from your generation, my generation? Exactly. You know, it's interesting because we just had a meeting um, this last Thursday with about, I'd say, 40 women were in the room. And that's the question we asked. What do you want to learn from the women of wisdom? And the young women said, um, we want to learn, you know, how how do I deal in the workplace with non-minorities? Oh, how do I talk to them? How do I um, really engage? What can I learn about negotiation skills? Oh, boy. What can I learn about, you know, really the, the how to survive in the world of work? That's one area. Another one was more personal um, is, you know, how do, how I don't know. You know, you tell me about your relationships with people that that you may have sure, had in sure. your past. And a lot of us have been through it. And so it's really fascinating. Um, so there's a really a two-way street and a two-way dialogue. So it's it's uh, and and then for for baby well for baby boomers, I just we just want to we want to know how can we help them? How can we help them survive in the world of work to where when I dealt with a lot of racism and sexism as a Latina woman uh, years ago for years sure. ago in my career. I mean right. I was like the first of. A lot, as a lot of other women are. And we don't have mentors. Yeah. And we didn't have role models in those positions. And we got beat up quite a bit, but we survived it. Because of that, you gain a lot of respect from these younger Latina women. Though, That's exactly because it. Because you you broke down the, the barriers. The barriers. Yeah. That's right. And so we want to help them with that. That They're a lot smarter than a lot of us have been in, in terms of... You know, their intellect. I mean, we have so many bright young women out there, and I want to learn from them, but yet I want to help them as much as I can to survive and really do great things in in this country. And you will, but I'm just curious because I think if I was a a younger Latina woman and wanted to know what you've been through, but did they ask culture questions? Yes. Tell us about the culture. Maybe... forever yes. but what about in Colorado exactly and yeah. and that's a lot of it that we've found out that um, our our culture is really that's our base right that's our base that's who we are it's like I tell our young women it's like building a house if you don't know where you, you have to have a foundation and the foundation for any group is is really about our culture so culture is a is a really important piece and several of our fellows out in the communities are doing cultural pieces like in Alamosa um, her name's Bernie and and Bernie works for Adam State she put together some events on the culture of the San Luis Valley uh, but that's fascinating and the yeah. stories and and that's what we all need even those of us who are women of wisdom Sometimes we get so caught up in the world of work that sometimes we really need to reemphasize and and refresh our minds about the culture. And and I mean, I'm from New Mexico, so that's really ingrained in oh, me about right. about language and who we are as as a as a great people. So you and your five other fellows, correct? What have been some of the challenges? There's got to be some hurdles. It can't be totally smooth. It sounds pretty smooth, that's right? The transition, but it probably was not. In the beginning. No, because they have a lot of questions. I'll bet. Like, why are we doing this? And do you have an agenda? Oh. And so the the challenges have been, you know, it's about trust. 
and I think that's what happens. So uh, that, some of the challenges, you know, the women will come to the first meetings and then they leave. So what we're trying to do is have them set the agenda. It's not my agenda. We're just giving them the parameters of of the types of things they ought to do. Sure. And they take off and do what they need to the fellows and then they ask their community, "What what would you really like to learn?" Because okay. we're handing it over to them to say, "What's important to you? Where are you finding challenges so we can address them?" So That's a good point, though. We're letting Let them, them run the show, almost. Exactly. Yeah. Because if they think that we, as women of wisdom, are running the show, it's here we go again. You know, they think they know everything. No, we don't. We're, we have to learn from each other. And we let them set the agenda. And that works. It does. Because, again, it's about trust. It's about community. Right. It's about support. Well, let's talk about, not negative, yeah. but let's talk about positive. Okay. What's been some of the positive impacts you've seen? The wonderful stories that oh, we're hearing do from tell. Women. Well, it was really interesting. Um, when we did our group in Denver, um, there was a young girl there. She was our youngest uh, woman, in, young woman in the room. She was 14 years old. 14? Her mother brought her. Wow. She was very shy. I'll bet. Kind of quiet. But then we asked her, you know, why are you here? What would you want to learn? After, you know, after we kind of gave the program of what it was about. And she has come to every session we've done. And she says, on uh, Thursday, last Thursday, she came to the, the last session and she said, I really want to get other young women like me to come here and and see what we're doing, what we're all doing together. And she's 14? She's 14 years old. Wow. I mean, that happened to me, oh my gosh, I could imagine what my life and my career would be. Really? That I mean, I could barely talk when I was 14. Well, yeah, and nobody was doing what you're doing now. That opportunity didn't exist. And then also our older women, um, we had a woman, she was 85, that came to our session. And the stories that you hear, there was one woman um, in one of our sessions, she says she had never been around a group like this, and she says, I feel like I'm in the mud. And we says, why? Why do you feel that way? She says, because I really don't have friends. I'm always at home. She says, I didn't realize that there were all these groups of women that I could talk, you know, all the different ages that I could come and talk to. And that was an eye-opener. Wow, that's yeah. Explain what she meant in the mud. In the it, mud, and yeah. we asked her, "What does that mean to you?" She right. says, I, "I." She says, "I just felt alone, and in my house." And wow, my friend here is the one that brought me. She says it makes me feel like I can now do something at my age. And she was like probably maybe seventy five, maybe eighty. And all those years, she felt that way. Yes. And so, what's happened? Well, I think there's a new resurgent resurgence of thinking and and adding value to our young women's lives and to our older women's lives and all the women in between, our millennials and our X and our Y generation, and particularly for women like me. Um, you know, I'm way over 50, but it has given me a new life and a new, and I mean, I've always been very active, but I love being around all these young women with this energy and this passion. And I have a lot of it myself. I can tell. But you know what? They've given me a new 
a new way of thinking and just feeling excited that there is a lot of hope in our community for a lot of leadership and and just feeling positive with that self-esteem that we can do what we want to do. I think you are. Uh, this is Patricia Barella Rivera, Senior Fellow with Las Mareras Valientes, <laughs> dealing with young women, women of uh, uh, Hispanic backgrounds. Correct. What have you learned? What What were you surprised at when you talked to uh, younger Latina women or maybe even women of our, our generation, a baby boomer generation? That's stuff that they're thinking about. You would go, wow, I never even thought about that. You know, a lot of us women of wisdom, the women over 50, have learned that there's a real need for coming together and and making a change. Um, one of the reasons that, because I feel as I get older, I was somewhat frustrated that I didn't see a lot of our young women at the table. Okay. And it always seemed that a lot of us uh, women of wisdom were always kind of still fighting the good fight and still um, wanting to be at the table and creating change. And we're getting a little tired. <laughs> well, that comes so, with the territory. That's I right. Think. So I think what, what you've asked, what have I learned, is that there are a lot of young, very bright young women that want to be there, but they don't know how to navigate the process. That's what I was wondering. Exactly. And no. we've learned how to navigate it. Right. And when you come and you learn about the politics and how people think, and we've got some of the connections out in the community that we can navigate it. And we can, because of our relationships with not only um, Hispanics, but other groups in the community, African-American, Asian, Native American, non-minority. We're really a community of all those people, but it's how do we navigate it so we meet other people that do have the resources. Well, what you're doing, you've got to work together. Because you, if you're working independently, you're going all different directions. It's like right. trying to herd cats. Good luck. But And we're all Americans. Yeah, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. Right. We're Americans, but how do we help this particular group of women of all, of all ages really feel empowered and feel that they can do what they want to do and not feel guilty, but also that other people in other communities respect them. For the value that they bring, not as a Hispanic, but also as a human being. That's the point. I I can't help but think that woman, 75, thought she was in the mud all these years and once got involved with you guys, it must have just opened up. It opened her eyes. I'm like, wow, here we go. Yeah. Thank goodness it wasn't too late. Thank thank goodness. Probably turned her life dramatically. Plus, I want to also just say that I... I'm pretty sure when I talk to Carlos and to Rachel, um, we think that this is the only program of its kind in the country. Probably. Yes. And you would know. I mean, if you've probably researched some of that. Yeah. Now, I know there's other organizations in other states where, like maybe in L.A., there's a large group there. Fabulous women are in New Mexico and Chicago. But I don't, I don't know if they're doing it statewide, and we think that this is the first of its kind. How often do you get together, state? Do you get together statewide? You said the fellows, or is it other members involved with uh, some of these meetings? Right. Um, we uh, we just had a summit. The community, the Latino Community Foundation, just did a summit, and they had about two hundred and. 
250 to 300 women at the summit. Wow. And we had a panel of the fellows. Sure. Of what we were doing and how these stories from other women in their communities. And um, it was really great. And so we met. And so it's uh, it's exciting. It's, it's really it's become a movement that we want to continue that's positive, not negative. Oh, I would think it would never end. That's right. There's it, constant it growth. Exactly. And new members and new people with thoughts. Right. I'm curious, you, you talk about, you meet personally several times, but it involves a lot of technology. And <laughs> right. if, if, if you're like I am in yes. technology, it's a race to keep up all times. You're right. So how does that all work with what you're doing? I mean, I'm sure the younger ladies can help with that. Right. Well, um, the, the Latino Community Foundation put together a website called Latino Force. Hmm. And it's on the website where we input stories into that 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 particular app or you know network sure sure and so people can go to that it's called latino force and anyone can go on that in that website but also that's where we talk about stories and what we want to do and any ideas that anyone has all around you know all around the state and um it, it we we need to use that more and more because that's when the network really grows from that particular app especially for our younger women they know all that oh and it's easy for <laughs> yeah, them it is easy and you, it is easy you, and i found even in our business here radio business that is the key and you need to be involved and the more involved you are the easier right. it gets and it grows and like like you said it is it's a great technology yes and not only do we communicate but we also we talk about inspiring creating unity with each other so that's a really great conduit it's a, a great place to go right that they can really start talking to each other and and sharing stories and be a part of of this whole uh great uh community coming together it's a good thing las mujeres valientes i was i'm wondering it's women it's females yes you've got the the, the women of wisdom the 50 plus latino right. women right do men get involved do you have men speak about what they think about your roles we haven't gotten to that point yet, but, um, you know, and I'm sure it's it'll be coming because um, the way we and, of course, Carlos Martinez, who's a director, he's very supportive and always has been sure. of, of women, particularly of Latinas, uh, Chicanas, Hispanic women. And so he's always, you know, at the helm of how supportive he is as a man you know, of this whole initiative. Um, but also, I just want to add and um, that our Hispanic women really are the foundation of our families. So I think the men will come along and, and be supportive of it because they realize that the woman is really basically kind of like the head of the household who really is the one that really with children, with the family, the caretaker, um, the the infrastructure of sure. the support of the family, and I think that a lot of men will respect that. And 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 when when you have a woman that's feeling good about herself with her family and everything, it it it's like a ripple effect. It sure enough, out throughout the whole family, that you know it's respected and valued. And you don't think the men think because what you just brought up, they are the foundation of the family. You need to stay home. 
that kind of thing, that old thinking of right. you, it's we'll no, take care of the jobs, you stay no, home. No, now it's, you know, it's husband and wife or partners working together because now in terms of the economy, we, you know, you have to have, you know, both members of a family working. Oh, sure Especially do. with the cost and what's going on in this country that it's difficult. It's very, very difficult to maintain a home where you only have one person, one person, um, you know, that has the job. And and now women are having to get out to work. And that's why I think their education is important. And and women are being valued more and more. Now, I bet you encourage that education part. Absolutely. It, I mean, there's so much that's value the priority. in that. Yes. That's our priority. Because if you don't have a good foundation of education, uh, it's difficult to find good work. So what's next? Where are you headed with LMV? What's your goal in the maybe next year, three years, as you take these steps with these lovely women? Well, basically, I think what our goal is, is to unite as many Hispanic women in the whole state. And I mentioned earlier, there's 600,000 of us. Yes. And I brought up at the, I think it was last year, Can you imagine if we got a dollar, one dollar, from every Hispanic woman, 600,000? Right. Look at the pot of money that we would have to help, to help our women, maybe with child care, maybe with a small mortgage. Caregiving seniors and stuff. Oh, my my God. Yes. Helping our seniors. I mean, it's across the board of what, because, you know, money talks. Yes, it sure does. And so, and that's what the foundation does. It's there to empower our community to be philanthropists. And philanthropy isn't about, a lot of us are not millionaires, but if you give $25 here or $50 there to help our community, you're you're a philanthropist. Well, and it adds up quickly. It does. A little bit, a lot of a little becomes a lot. Exactly. And that's what the foundation is all about, is how do we empower our community through being philanthropists? And that's what we want to impart with all of our women in Las Mujeres Valientes. If you give a dollar, look at that pot of money right. that we can do to really help our women. And not only in not not only in education, but other areas, but politics. We want to teach our younger women and and also women over fifty to run for office. Not be to, afraid. No, get on school boards, county commission, be a county commissioner, uh, get on a board or a commission through the state of Colorado or through your city. Um, don't be a you know what we say is be at the table, be at the table and involved and take action. Yeah, that's for, good. I for, like that. We have to. We have to speak up. Yeah. Uh, because we can't. Um, my issue is is in politics. A lot of politicians come to our community two months before election. Yeah, that's true. That has got to stop. They need to come to us at the very beginning, where we have a forum of what are the pros and cons. Why are you running? And you know, we're a force to be reckoned with. Well, six hundred thousand of you, I'd say, yeah, there is a force. And but we have to realize it ourselves. Yeah. And, and believe empower it. ourselves to say, you know what? We're a part of this community. We're citizens. We pay our taxes. We need to be valued. Yeah, and you need to listen to us. Exactly, Take, because we yeah. have issues just like everybody else. So how do the women get involved? If somebody's listening and I'm saying, wow, i got to be part of that. Right. Um, they can go to Latino Force 
you know, on their website. Um, and we also, Latino Force is really the place where it's at. And then under Latino Force, they can go in there and they'll say Las Mujeres Valientes, and they can just click on that, and they can give us their email or talk to us or give us their phone number, right. however. And then, and that's what we're doing is we're creating a database of all these women. So whenever we need to get a hold of them to tell them about meetings, we have their email, possibly their phone, whatever they want to feel comfortable in doing. And we will not abuse that. We will not send them a lot of emails. We're not sending a lot of propaganda because we don't do that. We just want to let them know that they have a safe place that they can come and talk about their story and who they are and what they want to do and and how we can help them with their dreams. Good idea. And there's not not like a dues to join or any financial commitment or anything like that. No, nothing. It just come together, be a part of a support group that will empower you, value you, and respect you. You've done a great job, Patricia. Thank you. I'm, we, in, I'm impressed. Well, we're doing it together. Yeah. You know, and with, with all these great women, and I really want to thank Carlos and Rachel for uh, having, um, having the, you know, the, just the vision that we can do this all and together. And the open-mindedness. That sometimes that's required. Like, yeah, that's it not going to work. No, that's good work. It will. And, yeah. and you know, and, and we're very passionate about it, Murphy. We're yeah. really passionate about doing it. And it we're going to do it. And I'm going to do this to the day I die. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a long way away. So we got a lot of future here. Right. Well, we've talked to Patricia Barella Rivera, Senior Fellow of Las Mujeres Valientes, and all the wonderful work you guys are doing in the community for the Hispanic population and the women in particular. And I give you a lot of success and a lot of credit for where you've gone with this. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you uh, interviewing uh, Well, we got to open us. the door and let people know what's going on. Thank you. That's how we use that, radio. We're supposed to anyhow. Right. That means a lot. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for coming in, Patricia. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. I'm Murphy Houston.